Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Welcome into the Friday edition of the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me. A rainy Friday morning, uh, getting you ready for Ole Miss basketball this week. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, just a little bit of anecdotes around this game. I think that basically uh, Ole Miss is one win away from kind of getting you guys back in. I think the Mississippi State win was nice. I know a lot of you think I'm crazy for saying that out loud because you're diehards and you'll watch your team play no matter what and you're always locked in, but not all of you. And I think that this is the kind of game, one, it's a winnable game for sure for Ole Miss, one that I think they, I mean, absolutely should and need to win. But if they get this game, I think a lot of the fans that were kind of disgruntled and stuff will kind of start buying back in. So an important game tomorrow against Texas A&M for Old Miss. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Also, there's a big recruit in town. And although I think this signing period, the early signing period for Old Miss went about as good as you could possibly have asked for, all things considered, this is the kind of game, or <laughs> the kind of game, uh, the kind of recruit that can really set the tone for Old Miss moving forward from a national perspective. I'll explain what I mean coming up later. But there was a story yesterday, for some reason, uh, we didn't talk about it on the radio show at all, um, no idea why, but we're going to talk about it here. There was some faulty reporting about a fight involving Ole Miss football players at a bar, and that, um, that just wasn't true. So we'll talk about that, all of those things coming up as we move along this Friday morning, at least as I record this. But first, I do want to remind you, number one, follow me on Twitter, at Michael Borky. Also, if you're listening on iTunes, uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and a review. Spotify, hit that like button. It'll auto-populate to, to your feed every single day. It's the best way you can listen to this. You don't have to wait for it to get posted on social media or wherever. Uh, it'll just show up when a new episode has been uploaded. As I told you guys before, I'm starting a new thing next week, a live uh, kind of on-demand social media show uh, on the Sports Talk as well as my social media channels. So this podcast will still be done three days a week, and the goal is to still do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But times might be a little bit different, so just go ahead and subscribe or like to the podcast and not worry about timing. It'll just show up when a new one has been uploaded. This podcast is not going away at all, um, but I will be taking on a new project as well. So if you're keeping score at home... That means I will be doing all of the work for a three-hour radio show in the afternoon. I will be doing my own two-hour show on Sunday mornings. I will be doing this podcast as well as a daily live stream. You think I like working? I love working. And uh, I also like money, and I need more of it. So that's <laughs> a lot of the motivation uh, behind this. But always glad you're with me, and the show brought to you this podcast brought to you every day by LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue. Go by and see Greg tell me sent you. It is Championship Sunday in the NFL, so get something to put uh, on the grill, get you ready for football, and the best place to do that in Mississippi is LB's just across from Kroger. 
on University Avenue right there in Oxford. So I got a text yesterday morning, mid-morning I guess, and it was just from a buddy. He's active in message board land and stuff like that. And I got a text from him saying, a bunch of Ole Miss football players got in a fight last night at the bar and video is going to come out. It's pretty bad. And my first thought was, oh shit, here we go. Excuse my language, but um, Ole Miss has pulled all of the right strings since Lane Kiffin got hired, really. I mean, uh, all the the social media stuff on his end has been great. The promotion's been good. The, the team itself was exciting, and the defense stunk, but it didn't matter. Everybody nationally is talking about Ole Miss football and Lane Kiffin, and everything's been going really good right now, honestly. Um since Keith Carter made that move to fire Matt Luke and hire Lane Kiffin, it's basically been all good. Like, even getting fined for being critical of SEC refs turned out to be a PR positive for your program. That's how good things have gone lately. And there's really not been uh, much else. I, know, I mean, they lost a couple games they should have won, but generally speaking, most people view the season as a good step forward for the program. You get a bowl win over a top 10 team. The recruiting class is great. I mean, everything's good right now. And this would have been the first, oh shit, moment where something really went wrong under Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. And so now that was the first I heard of it. Um, it turns out, and I'm not going to go down the road of, um, calling out or, um, forgive my language again, it's a podcast though, the FCC can't find me, uh, for shit-talking other people that cover the program, uh, that's just, that's not something that I'm, I'm going to get involved in, and I know a lot of you have your opinions about what happened yesterday, I'm going to tell you, if you're not familiar, um, what was said, and, and you can form your own, I'm not going to sit here and just bash though, I mean, that's just not my thing. Um, yeah, it's not constructive for me. I don't gain anything out of it. I'm going to get things wrong and say things wrong. Uh, so because they did it, I'm not going to pretend like I'm better than them or, or I haven't done that, or I won't do that in the future. Um, but this, uh, the text I got yesterday apparently came from, um, a post on a message board. And again, I'm, I'm not going to go calling people out. This is just what happened. And said, we are hearing from very good sources that some unflattering news will be coming out later today. Allegedly, a pretty serious altercation involving some Ole Miss football players occurred in a bar last night. We are told there's video of this incident that will be released by someone later today. We do not know who holds the video. We were just told that a release is planned and we trust these sources. We feel it is our duty to give you a heads up on what is expected to come. That is all for now. So that got posted, and then that is what prompted me getting a message, and a lot of people started talking. I had to answer a lot of questions. You know, Borky, what happened? What happened? Have you seen anything? Have you heard anything? And my answer was no. I mean, I had no idea, you know, what happened at a bar in Oxford. I mean, I don't live there anymore. I don't go to bars really ever anymore. And so it's just not something that um, that I would have known about right away. But that did its thing, that that spread around and got everybody talking and, and all hot and bothered. What What is this video that's coming out? Ole Miss football players getting in a serious altercation at a bar in Oxford. So I asked around a little bit. I don't know 
it, I didn't really get anything definitive, although I did have somebody that would know tell me it's um, not as bad as, as that is saying. So that kind of helped me ease some of my friends' minds a little bit about what was to come. But still, that was... I mean, there was a few hours there where a lot of people, uh, in a group message I'm in, for example, people are like, damn, you know, things were going so well. And depending on how many players this is, this is and how bad this video is, um, this could really disrupt all the momentum that Ole Miss has got. And they have a ton of it right now. And so some time goes by, and then that same publication issues an update basically saying it's not at all that bad, and whatever. Then the video comes out. There's actually two that I saw. Um, Different angles of the same altercation. And, I mean, after the rumor cycle got out there, and you guys know how this state works by now. I'm sure you do. Um, If there is any inkling at all of something negative that Ole Miss players do... Certain people that are technically media that, quote, cover Mississippi State jump all over stuff like this, and it just spreads like mad. I mean, you know, you guys know, you've seen it, you know how this works. Sometimes I wonder if other states are like this, and I, I just don't think it's to this degree. Um, adult men... Uh, cheering for the failures of college kids because they go to a school that isn't the one that they went to years ago. Just It's just mind-blowing, really, how people root for failure. But that, that's just kind of how the state works, and it absolutely happens on both sides, although I think it it's a little bit different. That's how this works here, though. Things just run and spread and go crazy, and everybody starts talking. But this one felt a little bit different. I don't think it was as extreme, and that kind of told me that, you know, maybe it's not as bad. Then the videos come out, and not only was there not a serious altercation, I mean, it, it it's not great, these guys weren't acting like buddies, but uh, talk about overselling and under-delivering. And as fans, I'm sure you guys are really happy to see that the video was basically nothing. If you haven't seen these videos, um, I I would describe it as aggressive hugging. I I didn't see a punch. Maybe there was one before the the camera started rolling, but in the video itself, I don't see a single punch thrown. It looks like the beginning of an Olympic wrestling match where the guys like have their heads next to each other and they're kind of locked up and, and... kind of battling for position. That's what it looked like was going on. And there was a bouncer trying to split it up, and I didn't see a punch. I didn't see anything like that. It was, again, I'm going to call it aggressive hugging is basically what it was, and it was one Ole Miss football player. And if the idiots in the background weren't yelling, that's my quarterback, that's my quarterback, Matt Corral can't fight, or whatever the hell these people were saying, you wouldn't even know it was him. You you can't recognize a face. You, You can't recognize the people involved at all. But you know how college kids are. They're stupid. They get into shoving matches in bars, and they also record people getting into shoving matches in bars and then posting them online with the name of the quarterback attached to it. That's just college kids being really stupid. Long-winded way to say uh, it was nothing. Uh, Just a big, fat nothing burger. There was no fight. 
I mean, some of the things that that I saw people suggesting was that it was a bar brawl. I mean, that's how these things work. You you put a little information out there, and then it goes from one person to the next and to the next, and suddenly um, Matt Corral was stabbing people in the face with a knife. I mean, that's how, that's how quickly these things spread. But it was not Ole Miss football players. It was just one Ole Miss football player, and it was nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. I think Ole Miss has not issued any kind of a statement, and they shouldn't. I think Ole Miss... Uh, should not address this at all because it's nothing. It's nothing at all. Uh, Nothing that requires any kind of public acknowledgement from Ole Miss. And if you haven't seen the videos, you can find them, I'm sure. But it's it's aggressive hugging, man. It's something that happens at a bar in Oxford basically every night. It's um, way oversold and way... Under delivered, and again, I'm not going to go down the road of calling out media. They got information that w- was wrong. I don't know how anybody could have seen that video or seen that altercation, one that ended in not a single arrest or anything like that. Nobody had to go to the hospital. Nobody was punched. There wasn't blood. Nothing. Um, I don't know how anybody can watch that video and whether they watched the video and relayed the information to this particular media member or the media member saw the video themselves. I don't know how anybody can watch that and determine that that was bad. It's not good, but determine that it was something that the fan base needed to get a heads up about and, and unflattering news and all that stuff. I don't, I don't know how that incident and that video can become that. Somebody screwed up somewhere along the way and the relaying of information. Because if you watch that video and thought, oh, oh, this is bad, um, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, we got to stop calling things that aren't fights fights, because that's not a fight. That's two probably drunk college kids being stupid college kids. Um, and again, I stand by it. I, I haven't seen Ole Miss address this yet. I don't think they should. There's nothing to address. Nothing happened. Nobody got arrested. Nothing. I wouldn't. Ad- I wouldn't address it. Now... If we're being honest, in the spirit of full disclosure, uh, some of you may not like this, but uh, this is just the truth, Um, you do not like to see your quarterback, even in that situation. We don't know everything, obviously. We don't know and we never will know how that began, and maybe the guy that he was in the little aggressive hugging match with did something wrong. I mean, I've been in situations where my buddy's now wife, for example, was a guy was touching her at a bar inappropriately. And we aggressively took care of it. I mean, who knows? That could have happened here. I have no idea. But you don't like to see your quarterback on video getting in a shoving match in a bar. It's just not something you want to see. And I think that the only thing that Ole Miss should do about this is have Matt Corral have a couple of 4 a.m. wake-up calls with Wilson Love, the strength and conditioning coach, and that be the end of it. That's the only thing I would do because you don't, you should not have your quarterback in that situation. No football player should be in that situation. They should not be getting in shoving matches at the bar. It's not, that's not okay. It shouldn't happen. I was a college kid once. I've been involved in stuff like that. College kids are dumb. I was dumb. A lot of you would probably still think I am. So, not the end of the world, the end of the world by any means, but it is something that you should still internally address with the player that was involved in something like that 
And I think a couple of 4 a.m. wake-up calls with the strength and conditioning coach is an appropriate punishment for something as trivial as what I saw on two separate angles in video. He doesn't need to be out there doing stuff like that. We don't know what led to it, but still, you don't like seeing your quarterback in a situation like that one. Wake up with Wilson Love early, a few days, have Wilson Love kick his ass, make him run stadiums, uh, whatever they do. Punish him that way. Don't acknowledge it. Don't address it. Nothing. Because it's nothing other than, man, don't do that again. Don't, don't do that again. You got to know that you're a high-profile guy now. I mean, I imagine that Ole Miss is going to spend some time this offseason around SEC media days and stuff like that trying to get people paying attention for Heisman stuff. I mean, that's what they should do. That's how you market your players. And you can't have your Heisman campaigning quarterback getting in fights at the bar. So they've got to nip this uh, right now. They've got to end this right now. But as I've said, and I'm just going to keep repeating myself, they don't need to acknowledge it publicly because it's nothing more than just a college kid just kind of being dumb for a night. That's happened to, to me. That's probably happened to you. That's happened to everyone else. But man, um, the, uh, the result did not match the hype at all, which is a good thing for you. It's good that the result didn't match the hype, especially when you've got such a, an important individual recruit coming to town this weekend. It's uh, very important that things continue to go on the up and up as far as Ole Miss and recruiting with, um, what, 10 days until signing day? Something like that. It's February 3rd. Let me count. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Ah, like 12 days until signing day. Whatever it may be. Um, A few spots left on that roster. I don't know if there's anybody more than just this individual player that we're going to talk about in a second. But still, your program has a ton of momentum. Um, Lane Kiffin's contract has yet to be signed. We haven't seen the details on that. Um, But, I mean, you just agreed to the big stuff in a contract with your coach. You just signed a top 20 recruiting class. Everything's looking good. This would have been a step back. And as it turns out, uh, it's a big, fat nothing burger that uh, your quarterback was involved in. And that's it. One player, one little scuffle. Probably will happen again with a different Ole Miss football player. I mean, there were, uh, that happened all the time when I was in school. I mean, every night you'd see something like that. Nothing. It is absolutely nothing. All right. So, on that recruit, you guys have probably heard about this by now. Big time, very important recruit, in my opinion, visiting Ole Miss this weekend before signing day. Uh, time alone. He is the guy, and like I said, you probably made yourself familiar uh, with him by now. He's a defensive tackle from New Jersey. He's the number five defensive tackle, according to 24-7's composite in the country. Number one player in New Jersey, number 61 player nationally. He is a consensus four-star recruit, and he also hits tank bombs on the baseball field. And that's why this recruiting is so interesting, because number one, It is hilarious to me uh, to watch his baseball highlights because he is 10 times bigger than everybody else on the field. I mean, he's just an absolute tank who uh, has a great swing if you watch it. I mean, a legit baseball player, a legit two-way player, 
And uh, Ole Miss baseball has played a huge part into this recruiting, which is so fascinating because they already, as you guys know, have two football players on the baseball team, and I think that is really giving Ole Miss an advantage here uh, because it's not lip service. He was in College Station uh, apparently last weekend, and they don't have that to point to. They can say, oh, yeah, you know, we'd love to have you know, a football player who also plays baseball. Yeah, we'd, we'd love that. But Ole Miss can say, well, we do it. Starting running back played center field last year. I mean, that – and he would be starting in center field again this year if he didn't have to have surgery. But uh, that is a huge advantage for Ole Miss – when recruiting players like him. And there's another one in the next cycle, as I understand it, who's a uh, baseball-slash-football player. There's a couple more even out there that if Mike Bianco wants these guys to also play baseball, it gives Ole Miss a huge, huge advantage on both cases because they would be on football scholarship, so baseball would have some money freed up if they want. And, I mean, you guys know about Ole Miss's national profile in baseball. So Lane Kiffin's program is on the up and up. They need defensive lineman help badly. He's a guy that I don't know if he's plug and play on the defensive line. You guys know how that works. It You, you never really know until they show up. It, you don't know how they're going to translate to the SEC. It's a very different game than the one he's been playing in high school. Physically, he may or may not be ready. We don't know, but they need defensive line help. He is an elite-level defensive lineman, and when you can sell that the football program's on the up-and-up, and in the spring, by the way, you can go play in front of 10,000 people in one of the best programs in college baseball, um, that's a big deal. And so I think this, uh, although it's unique in Ole Miss baseball, helps this situation. Um, this is the kind of player that, that I talked about in regular signing day like the tight end prospect that they signed that everybody wanted. Everybody wanted. And that was the kind of recruit that Ole Miss has to sign if they want to go from respectable program to actually nationally competitive on a semi-annual basis, which I think is basically their ceiling. You've got to be able to get kids like this. They're basically up against Texas A&M and Florida State. It sounds like more so Florida State than A&M. But this is a kid that everybody wants. At a position of absolute desperate need, this is a kid that everybody wants. You have got to sign players like this. It sounds like they're in really good position. They're getting his last visit. But the importance of this, I think, extends beyond um, just getting an elite-level defensive tackle who also, like I said, hits tank bombs, which is just going to be so fun to watch a guy that size playing baseball. There's just not many baseball players his size, man. Um, not even close. So seeing him would just be a joy to watch. But on top of that, I think it means more. I think this sends another message, and you've already gotten some, but the, uh, signing a kid like this, this late in the process, at a position of need, is another signal that that they're ready to compete nationally. That they're able to recruit players that everybody else wants. It's easy in the SEC to sign top 30 classes in a regular year. South Carolina did it forever. They still do it. I mean, Dan Mullen is a bad recruiter and was able to do that most of the time at Mississippi State. But if you're going to creep in and, and get consistent top 15, top 10 classes, this is a huge step in the right direction. On top of the guys you already signed in the early period. I think it was a great success, but 
late in the process, which is something that Ole Miss failed at since 2013. They were obviously successful in 2013, but they failed to close basically every year since, except for maybe this one. Signing time alone would be another message to everyone else that Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, it's real. Their recruiting is real. They're coming. That's the kind of message I think this would send. It's a unique player. It's a unique prospect. I'm uh, fascinated to see how they continue to use the two-sport thing. I think it's really cool that Lane Kiffin and uh, Mike Bianco seem to be on the same page with stuff like this because they can really use each other in this. Uh, My buddy Zach Barry said that uh, Ole Miss baseball has played a huge role. Their recruiting has been excellent. Uh, when it comes to this individual player helping the football side of things get this player that they've really worked well together, which I think is a huge deal moving forward because there are prospects like him out there and they are worth signing. Two-sport guy, it's not a problem. I've heard so many people say, I say so many, I've heard a handful of people say that ah, you don't really want two-sport athletes anymore because football is just so engaged. I think that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, you can do both. Absolutely, you can do both and do both successfully. And hearing that both programs are in lockstep with each other the way that they are, I think it's a really big deal. And it should be really encouraging for you that a guy like Mike Bianco is helping Ole Miss football sign a kid. I think that's really cool. And uh, we'll see how the visit goes this weekend. Uh, he is signing on on signing day, so there won't be any kind of early commitment He's doing it on uh, CBS Sports HQ is uh, where he'll, he'll be doing his signing. So uh, that's something um, to mark your calendars for because I think that would be, if they are able to pull it off, just another message, more proof that it's not just window dressing, more proof that Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin and this staff are able to get kids that everybody else wants. And most importantly, They're able to close. They showed you in the early period that they can close. This would just be another example of that. I think it means more than just signing a good defensive tackle. I think it means that they're showing you that this is different. It feels different. It looks different. They act different. Signing a kid like him would just be further proof that it actually is. So big, big, big day on signing day. Big weekend for Ole Miss with Malone in town. If they can pull this off, it's a really big deal. And uh, we'll see how that plays out. And finally, real quick, um, I don't know if you call this an important basketball game or not. I think it is. I think it is. Um, With Texas A&M, because this is just my sense. I mean, I, I could be way off on this, just dead freaking wrong about this. I think that largely the basketball team has underperformed and you got a pretty frustrated fan base right now with the basketball team and a lot of you uh, were checking out just looking forward to baseball season always still thinking about Lane Kiffin and the football program kind of checking out on basketball and then they go and dominate Mississippi State and looked really good doing it they looked like the team they were supposed to be all season long didn't turn the basketball over physical play defense guards made plays, Schuler took over. I mean, that was the team that you were supposed to have. And I think this game tomorrow is 
one that can draw you back in. I think that's kind of the feeling I get, is that you're not 100% back in yet. You're interested, you're curious, your antennas are up. And if they are able to beat Texas A&M, you are right back in. That, that's just how I feel. That, that's the sense I'm getting from you guys, is you're not all the way back in, but beat A&M and suddenly, okay, we're interested again. Texas A&M uh, has been really bad in SEC play. They lost to LSU by 20. They did beat Auburn by two. That's a bad Auburn team. Lost at South Carolina. Lost to Tennessee. They did beat Mississippi State by one in Starkville. And then they lost to Missouri by 16 last Saturday. They were supposed to play Vanderbilt in the midweek. They uh, were not able uh, to play that game. There were some contact tracing issues uh, within, I think, the Vanderbilt program. I think Texas A&M is okay at full strength when it comes to this game in particular. I think it was all a Vanderbilt deal uh, when it comes to uh, their game in the midweek. So they did not play uh, this week. Uh, This is a game that Ole Miss needs to win. This is a game that Kermit Davis needs to win. The Mississippi State game did not erase all of the problems and the questions and the issues with the team. It's just one game, and he has beaten Mississippi State before, and State fans are clamoring to fire their coach. You've got to string multiple wins together now if you're Ole Miss because, uh, like I said, one win over Mississippi State has not... uh, People have not forgotten the hype that was this team going into the season. And you've got to start stringing wins together. You've got Texas A&M this Saturday. you got to go to Arkansas. you got to go to Georgia. Those are two games that I think they can win. They'll probably be the underdog in both, but they can win. You still have Auburn on the schedule. You still have South Carolina on the schedule, Mississippi State again. Vanderbilt's bad. Kentucky's bad. There's a chance that they can string a bunch of wins together here. Um, But it has to start on Saturday. it, It absolutely has to start on Saturday. And uh, we'll see if they'll they'll be able to pull it off. I'm looking forward uh, to watching it myself to see if they're able to take that next step forward and put two games like that together, uh, put them together in a row, maybe have what's called a winning streak. Um, So we'll see. Um, I might do a post-game reaction. I I don't know. I might just save it until Monday. Um, I have not decided yet. just depends on... uh, what I've got going on on Saturday. So uh, enjoy the game. Go by LBs and see Greg. Glad uh, that you are with us. And uh, I'll talk to you again probably on Monday. Uh, I don't know if I'll be doing a post-game reaction. So either either Saturday or Monday, uh, definitely we'll talk hoops, talk the Malone visit, and anything else that comes up regarding Ole Miss sports. So have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you again soon. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.